Hey, hello, hi, welcome to and are back to the Equitheory Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Treese, and I have some splaining to do because it is currently 1 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, November the 10th, and I'm supposed to be having had this episode posted um, at 8 a.m. on this very day. Um, So I think we have to start with a little bit of an apology. So first things first, I'm sorry. And I think this episode is probably going to serve as the explanation as to why I am so behind. And I hope that you guys can forgive me. And I I just, this is a, this has not happened in a very long time. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the last time. I just didn't get a post out on time due to my own error. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I think, I think when I get into what this episode's about, um, which the title probably gives it away, I don't know what that is yet, but um, I hope that you, you will understand and forgive. So let's, let's roll the music. So the last ad before we jump into the content is one where you can support me and the horses directly. If you're willing and able, check us out at Equitheory on your Patreon app or at patreon.com slash Equitheory. When you become a patron of the podcast, you can ask me questions that I'll answer on the podcast for just $5 a month. And at the $10 tier, you can receive merch and have access to live Q&A events, which means you get your questions answered in real time. And at the higher tiers, you have the option for phone call consults with me on air or privately, as well as access to online training with me, depending on on your tier. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. (laughs) But lastly, you should know, should you decide to become a patron, you can cancel at any time or subscribe and unsubscribe as you please or as you're able. And if you can't support us through Patreon, no worries at all whatsoever. Listening alone is more than enough. I just want to say thank you to all the current and future patrons. Me and the ponies appreciate it endlessly. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking and we're going to get into the part where I talk about things that you're actually interested in. (laughs) Okay, now that the preliminary stuff is out of the way, we're just we're gonna we're gonna get into this. Zuko's tail is fluffing up. Him and Wally have been playing like crazy. I tried to take a nap earlier. I know, I know that might enrage you a little bit if you were waiting on this episode all day, um, which I don't think a single person <laughs> was. But um, I was trying to take a nap because I was really tired and. The cats were just in the cabinet, like Zuko crawled into one of my cabinets and Wally was on the outside and they were just playing footsie (laughs) and it was so annoying because the cabinet kept opening and shutting and I was like, dear God, I just want to sleep. But anyway, so I guess I'm going to, I'm going to get into it. So um, why this episode is late is because yesterday I realized Like, days have lost their meaning (laughs) because this past weekend I had to feed the horses and there are about 30 of them that get grain. So I had to, you know, make it up, drive around, feed everybody, then hay everybody, and then give everybody alfalfa, and then um, bottle feed our little cow that we have, and then um, make up feed, and then in a couple hours do it again. So this weekend was just nonsense of doing all of that and trying to stay on top of my homework and finish up one of my classes, which I did, woot woot. Um, (laughs) But then on Monday, I just really wanted a break, (laughs) just really wanted to be done. And then I didn't do anything that I was supposed to do um, other than take a break. And I decided that that was okay. And then in the afternoon, I decided to go to my boss, Sonny's house. So I could do laundry because I don't have a washer and dryer here. So I did that. And then I got the notification from my professors that I had a Zoom meeting at 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to do that at her house again. So um, I did that. But luckily, nobody showed up. So it was not a big deal. But um, that text reminded me that um, uh, what is happening? So it goes like upside down, rubbing himself on my shoes. What are you? No! No, 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 no! Get up! These are my shoes and you cannot have them. Sorry about that. Hear me scampering back to the microphone. This is my Air Forces. This is the only pair of shoes that are ever on my feet outside of my um, work boots. But <laughs> anyway, um, 
He was so cute. He's like rolled upside down, rubbing on him. As he said, my scent, not yours. But anyway, so yeah, I I just, I was busy. But when I realized that um, I had that Zoom meeting, I was like, oh shit, it's Monday. I've got to record an episode. But I didn't have any ideas. So I asked you guys on Instagram. And maybe if this episode gets a little boring, I'll go through some of them and answer them. But the predominant theme was life updates. Like 90% of them said give life updates and talk about you. How, how are you doing? <laughs> so um, firstly, I appreciate you guys being interested, number one, because I feel like it's not that interesting, and number two, being concerned, because, oh my god, I have been having so much going on, and I just thought it might be worth talking about if, you know, you are also perhaps a busy person and need to feel like you're not the only one that's losing their minds, um, it would help me as well, <laughs> either that or if you are not having anything to do, then, uh, you know live vicariously through my amount of busyness, but essentially, the things that have been happening, you know, I don't know what I am doing wrong with cats, but Zuko, you know, my kitten that I just got, I don't know, um, two, three months ago, um, he has diarrhea out of nowhere, didn't change food, I don't have plants in my house, there's no inside-outside access for them, they are inside cats, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I thought that the only thing that I could think of was that either uh, the air freshener I use, because I live in a really small house, and I was like, okay, so the air freshener could be, you know, like being stinky and I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm listening to a weird sound that's happening. I think it's, I don't know what that is, but anyway, um... <laughs> My, uh, I thought it might like be upsetting their stomach because you know when you spray it, it gets stuck to the floor, and then they walk in it, and then they lick themselves. And the internet said that that's a possibility, and I was like, okay, so maybe that's it. So I quit using air freshener, which has not been fun. Didn't appreciate that because now I've got like, uh, because I live in a really small house, and I'm predominantly always in the room that has litter in it and my other options are either to put it in my bedroom in which I know my cats and if I did that they would jump straight from the litter box to my bed getting litter all in it and I'm not okay with that and putting it in the bathroom and I don't like getting out of the shower <laughs> and stepping in litter or my bathroom doesn't have like an AC unit or a fan or anything in it and it's already like really stuffy in there and I'm just it's not it's not a good place to have a litter box because it would smell really bad um, so my only option is to have it at the very front of my house. And so I've got like this little, it's like baking soda, but for litter boxes and, um, some litter box safe spray. So I'm hoping that that will agree with them more. And I know it's like, what, not what you're supposed to do, but I switched foods to a sensitive stomach formula. And finally, um, after, because I was hoping that, like, just making environmental changes would help, but it hasn't. So um, I took a fecal to my vet, and they were like, well, we don't really know, but here's this. And they handed me this butte tube, essentially. Um, you know what I'm talking about, like, <laughs> what you give to horses, the oral medication. And uh, the tube has a lever that you, like, push into it. Well, I guess it's not a lever, but, like, a whatever. And you roll the little dial down. And it was so, it made me laugh so hard, but also concerned me a lot because I started, cause you know, on those, um, on those medicine tubes, they always have the, the dial down at the very bottom. And so I start rolling it all the way up to, you know, number one, cause they said to give, um, each cat one CC a day. Actually they said, milligram or something but I always do cc's because that's what's on the thing um but they said to do that and so I start rolling it down and the vet tech goes whoa whoa, whoa no, no no that's too much and I was like what I was like I'm I haven't even done I'm rolling it down to one and she was like no and she took it from me and then rolled it back up to 29 like it had 30 and I was like lady how are you not giving the entire tube to the animal and she was like oh that's just how the other vet tech showed me and I was like <laughs> I was like, I use these tubes all the time and you move the stopper down so that when you push it in, it'll stop at the right amount. And she was like, 
oh, yeah, well, I'm still learning. And I was like, you're going to kill something <laughs> doing that. You can't tell how much you give anything if you do it from the opposite direction. It didn't make any sense. But um, I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. But also concerned me a lot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... That has been happening, and Zuko is f- still frequenting the litter box. I just got the medicine yesterday, so I'm hoping um, that'll help. But he's in there right now, so I'm inevitably going to have to stop and go cover it up and make sure he doesn't have anything on his paws and track it around the house like he's been doing for the past two weeks. Okay, I have returned, and what do you know? He did step in it and tracked it all over the house, and I had to clean it up. And I, you know, I learned something uh, about ADHD because I'm in um a facebook group about it and i saw this post from a mother and she was like feeding her child and you know she's up on a high chair and got like a tray in front of her and had a bunch of pieces of pizza and then she had a cup of water that she had evidently dunked a lot of the pizza in and the mom like was shielding one of her eyes looking at her child and then, like, turning her face away so the child obviously couldn't see her and then was, like, gagging. And I I was, like, absolutely blown away because, like, I understand that some of you might be like, what the hell? Like, that's so rude. Like, what does that do to the child? But, like, I felt that on such a core level because, like, that is that is me with everything. And when things are really gross and nasty and disgusting, like... My parents used to always get mad at me, like, when our cats would have hairballs and stuff, and I would refuse to clean it up because I couldn't go near it without gagging, like, viciously. (laughs) And my mom was like, you're such a drama queen, like, just clean it up. And I was like, you don't understand, like, I will throw up. And every time, you know, I don't know if many people gag often, Um, sorry for the innuendos, but if you do, you know it makes you really nauseous. (laughs) And... That's, well, I think, I don't know, that happens to me at least. And um, so now that I live on my own and I don't have anybody else to clean up cat excrement, I have to do it. (laughs) And every single time it's like I'm gagging and nauseous and it's just been like that because I had that problem with Archie and then he moved and he was fine. So I was like, okay, you know, it has to be something. I was doing something was wrong and I feed a high quality food and I'm even considering switching to a different brand that, um, like, it's a subscription service that has high-quality, like, real food instead of kibble. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to do the best I can, but it's really, really frustrating. Um, and it's it's gross to me. And the same thing with the baby cow. Like, I tweeted about this, and um, a lot of people <laughs> related, but, like... The the little baby cow, he is just absolutely disgusting. Objectively and from a distance, he's cute as a button. He's just a little little baby cow. And I cannot stand to be around him because he just, his poop <laughs> is the most foul smell. And like, I just, I gag every time I go near him. And when I was feeding, I had to bottle feed the cow and, um you know, the bottle is like sticky because it's a milk powder and then you have to get the powder wet and then it's sticky and gross and then watching him drink it like his mouth is slobbery and disgusting and I never realized how much I appreciated how clean horses are (laughs) like they're so clean they're not slimy and even when they sneeze on you doesn't really bother me that much but like it's just like when I feed the cow I have to stick my arm in the bottle through the door and then pull the door shut so like it's shut on my arm and there's just a crack because I I just I cannot stand it I hate it and I thought I was the whole time because the other component that I've never really talked about before because I I thought it was just me and that I had like a personality defect but um I get like disproportionately ragey (laughs) um if that's a word but I I just I want to kill something and I don't mean literally because I never would but like it, it when I get really grossed out or really really annoyed it pushes me over threshold and I feel like I'm gonna explode and um you know when I saw that post on Facebook of the mother like gagging at her child and initially I was like mm, 
is that good? And then I was like, wait, that's me, though. Like, I've always been like that around kids. I think they're absolutely disgusting. And I know that people are like, oh, you grow out of it. But I learned that, um, you know, because people with ADHD have um, sensory problems a lot of the time. And, you know, most of it is sensory overload and being hypersensitive. So, um, you know, if there's loud music playing and the TV's on and people are arguing, like, it makes you, it gives you, like, such an intense amount of instant anxiety. And I learned that it it engages your fight or flight's uh, response quicker than other people. And you just get really, really overwhelmed really quickly and you just kind of hit your max and something has to give. You either have to leave or you snap or something. And Oh, sorry. Burping. All that talk about vomit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I didn't realize that was a thing. And I, I feel normalized now because I thought I was like, I had this like deep, dark secret that I was like secretly an asshole. And I was, I felt a lot of shame about it because I was like, I'm kind of a really bad person because things like a cute little cow just drinking his bottle absolutely disgusts me to the point where I feel like I'm going to explode. And apparently it's engaging my fight <laughs> system because I just, I, the things that go through my head are not me. And it's, it's difficult to explain if you've never experienced that before. But like, when you just get so mad, the things that you want to do, you're like, I would never, ever do that. But it, it crosses your mind in those situations. And, um, you know, I have been working on practicing mindfulness in those situations, but it's, it's really difficult. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. You just hit a, a point that you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to explode. And you just go way over threshold and get really tense and stressed. And, um, you know, nothing can relieve it except being aggressive. And um, I don't, I rarely ever act on it anymore. When I was a kid, I did real bad. <laughs> and, um, but as an adult, I don't really act on it that much anymore unless it's really bad. And then I instantly regret it and want to curl up in a ball and cry. But um, when I was a kid and I would ride and I would get really, really frustrated or overwhelmed, um, you know, I just that's why I never rode with a whip at home, because I would get aggressive with my horse and then I would end up on the ground crying about it because I was so upset that I'd done it. But I I didn't have the um, impulse control to stop it when I was younger. And the impulse control is a lot better as an adult, but it's still, I have that urge and it's, it's hard to fight it. And I don't know if anybody can relate to this at all, but, um, apparently it is a normal thing that happens. And, um, you know, a lot of people in the comments of that mother were suggesting occupational therapy, which I guess would make sense because for a lot of people it's, it sounds like chewing and, um, you know, just like a lot of sounds that most people don't like. And, and silverware seems to be a big one too which neither of those really bother me unless it's like really slurpy gross oh god i'm gonna vomit <laughs> um chewing i cannot but like slurping soup doesn't bother me but like if you're eating something and i can tell there's a lot of spit in there like it's really just like how gross it is not like the sound itself if that makes sense so um you know you have to deal with that in a workplace so i guess it makes sense that it's occupational therapy but um I have not been to an occupational therapist yet. I went to a CBT and we didn't really touch on that because I was too embarrassed to ever talk about it. Seriously, this is the first time I've ever spoken about it, um, you know, because I, I didn't know it was a thing. I thought it was just me being ridiculous and having like an awful violent streak that I was really embarrassed about. But now that I know it's a part of it, I'm hoping that by me talking about it, you know, those of you who can relate can be like, oh, it's a thing, um, you know, and hunt for something to do about it, which is what I'm going to have to do. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. And it ties in with uh, misophonia, which is the fear of sounds. And but it most commonly presents as like repetitive, obnoxious sounds for me is like it triggers the same fight or flight response. Like, um, for instance, when I was driving uh, my car for like <laughs> The first couple of years I had it, if I didn't have my music up really loud, I could hear my license plate frame 
because it was only screwed in at the top, so the bottom was loose, and it would flap, and it would be like, and it drove me absolutely mad. Like, I hated it. And my dumbass wouldn't just, like, unscrew it and take it off until, like, a couple months ago, I finally took it off. And, oh my god, I was so much happier not having that. But, like, if a cup in uh, in my car, in a cup holder, is um, squeaking or ticking or rattling... Like, I cannot stand it. It drives me through the roof. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than I get really, really angry. And I feel like I need to hit something (laughs) or scream. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, that's just what it feels like is like, I need something to take the brunt of my anger right now. And, um, you know, sometimes it's when there's a person in the car, I'll snap and yell at them and like, that's not good. Don't need that. <laughs> I only have a few friends, so can't uh, can't risk any of those relationships. But I just I get really over threshold really fast. And I had no idea that that was a thing. And um, apparently, um, you know, some people call it sensory frustration. When I looked it up after because the on that post was the only time that I'd ever heard that term. Um, but when I looked it up, I couldn't really find anything that talked about sensory frustration. So I don't know if it's more hypersensitivity or um, a sensory processing disorder. That's a, also a thing. Um, but it's interesting because my mom has misophonia too. She's like really, really bothered by ticking and obnoxious little sounds. Um, like if my fan had like when it was going around the circle, it was like. But the thing about fans is every now and again, it'll stop. And then it starts again. And that's the thing that absolutely just pisses me off to no end. Like, it'll be like. And when it like the whole time it's stopped and I'm waiting for it to happen again, I just I can feel my temperature rising. And then when it happens again, it's like I'm going to scream. And I don't know why, because I can recognize when I'm talking about it. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, nobody should have a reaction like that. That's so dumb. It's just a fan ticking. But I can't stand it. And I can't help the physiological reaction. And, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that there's maybe a therapeutic outlet for that. But um, I haven't noticed a difference in that particularly with the ADHD meds. Um, and I don't know that they that they would. I think I will say that they make it easier for me to tune it out. But if I notice it, then it's it's game over. I can't unnotice it. So, um, you know, if it were if it had been happening, and I wasn't paying attention to it, and I'm like focused on whatever I'm doing, I could go all day without noticing and be fine. But if I if I catch it, then it's mm -mm, we're done. (laughs) I have to fix it or it's it'll drive me insane. Um, or make me violent. And I, I I just I'm really not a violent person, like the things I advocate for with writing, you know, the way I interact with other people is very much the same as how I talk on this podcast. Like I do not. <laughs> I don't incite conflict. I don't like it. Um, but oh, my God, give me an annoying sound or something really disgusting that I have to deal with. <laughs> You're meeting another Jill. Um, but anyway, all of that was to say, wow, that was a really long time of me talking about it. I just looked at my, um, time counter thing. Um, (laughs) but I just, I thought it was interesting because I didn't know that that was a part of ADHD. And I'm really interested to look more into sensory processing things because, um, you know, I, I don't know how much, cause I don't really like words like disorder and illness and things like that, like saying mental illness bothers me because I feel like, I don't know, I guess in some cases it makes sense, but also in others, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a person experiencing things, you know, and so many others that deal with different things than me and have different perceptions due to how their brains work doesn't necessarily mean that they're, um, you know, that they have a problem with them. Um, but I do think that the way our society is built, it is structured to function for quote unquote neurotypicals and, uh, ADHD is a form of neurodivergence. So, you know, I think differently than a lot of people do and things happen for me differently. I know with ADHD, you have a higher propensity to be overly emotional. And I think my ex-boyfriends could attest to that, (laughs) And, um, you know, 
I don't know. I just I feel like I experience things too much. And I think that's that pretty much sums up ADHD for me is like everything like you feel in life is a lot and it can be really good for, you know, like the positive emotions. But with like annoyance or frustration, like the ticking sounds, it's too much. And I feel like I'm going to explode, which is a too much emotional reaction. And with anger and just like the negative emotions, not so good. (laughs) Don't like it. And, you know, then it couples with all the other things from, you know, just growing up and experiencing life and the way I developed and (laughs) other issues that developed with it. Um, You know, I have an OCD streak. So there's really a lot of frustration and things um, not being perfect. And I don't really have like um, compulsions to like do things a certain amount of times, but I do have really weird superstitions that I follow and, um, you know, about like, I can't speak against the universe or I have to put a certain shoe on first. Um, and if I don't, then oop, it's good luck, which is actually kind of a good one. Um, but I don't know. I just, I have a bunch of weird little things and, um, you know, my therapist, (laughs) when I was seeing her, she was like, you know, you have an OCD streak. Um, and that's the thing I think about a lot of, um, mental health divergences is that you end up, um, you know, like, I don't like hearing people say like, oh, well, I'm so OCD, I have to have my pins organized by color. And that's not OCD, unless you have to have your pins organized by color, or you feel like you're going to have a panic attack. um, Because it's an anxiety disorder. And but if you just like looking at it that way, it's probably not. But a lot of the things that people experience that are in the DSM are um, on a sliding scale. And the DSM is not the end-all, be-all, like, these are the rules to the universe. Like, it's just shortcuts that clinicians use to be able to, you know, identify potential issues and then work on fixing them. And a lot of things are really hard to diagnose because it's so, you know, people vary so greatly and have combinations of things. (laughs) And so, I mean... I don't know. I think it's possible to have low-grade OCD. Both of my parents definitely do. And um, I just, I don't know. I I just, I have little things and like everyone in my life knows that, uh, you know, unless I think that you are up to par (laughs) on my driving ability, I will be driving. And, you know, I can't stand to teach other people things because impatience and I'm like, you're just not going to do it right. I'll do it for you. And so all that to say, I'm probably not going to be a great parent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I joke about that. But I actually don't know if I ever want kids because I just I've never me and my friend talked about this quite a bit the other day, actually. Um, And I know like a lot of people always say, well, you'll change your mind when you're older. And that is wonderfully condescending. And thank you for that. But I don't know. I have never seen it in my future. I like picking out names, but that's about the only experience I've ever had in wanting a child. Like, I've never thought baby clothes were cute, never thought babies were cute, never wanted to buy all the shit that you have to do for babies. The idea of breastfeeding makes me not a happy camper. (laughs) The idea of carrying a child does not sound like the miracle of life to me. And, like, objectively, I can look at it and rationalize from other people's perspectives. But for me, like, I don't want any of that. (laughs) And, you know, of course, it might change. But I just, I think babies are disgusting. And I I just, I don't know that I'm gonna ever go that route. Because I feel like I would also be a terrible mother. (laughs) Because I'm grossed out by their nasty sticky fingers and eating and nonsense and easily frustrated by the annoying things they do. Oh my god. And some people adjust really well to it. And but the thing is, you just you don't know until you are one. Um, But anyway, I'm deviating so hard. And this is I guess this is kind of the nice thing about really not having anything to talk about on the podcast is I just, my brain goes wherever it goes. And I, a lot of times when I'm doing episodes like this, I forget that I'm talking and I'm just thinking and it's coming out of my mouth. Um, But yeah, so anyway, all of those things were things I figured out recently and, um, you know, working on learning more about and or trying to fix the fucking diarrhea all over my house. Um, it's, It's so bad and I feel bad for them, but it also makes me not like the cat (laughs) because i'm like 
you're so foul and I start hating them and it's like an intense emotion and I have to tell myself I'm like no you love this kid and he's so precious and cute and then he does something that's like slightly annoying and I want to kill him and like I know that's aggressive and I promise I would never kill my cat and that is not how I think but that's just the the scope of irrationality but I I would never go there I've had experiences like that my whole life and it's just a matter of being like nope redirect somewhere else go punch a pillow or something um but the thing is i'm not really a hitter i kind of just like yell (laughs) and that's all i want to do is just scream and let it out which i guess is the better alternative but not for animals because it scares them so um most of the time i just i remove myself or stiff armedly grab the cat and remove him from whatever's (laughs) bothering me about what he's doing whether he's tracking poop all over my desk or chewing on my shoelaces to my favorite shoes um but Yeah, I hope that not everybody that's listening to this thinks I'm a total psychopath at the moment. Um, Thanks if you don't appreciate that. Um, But anyway, moving on. So the things that have been happening lately as far as a life update goes is I think I've worked with Zoe once in the past, like, two weeks. Oh, my God, my cats are sprinting. Um, And I I just haven't had time. And because I'm in three classes right now, and each chapter of work that we have to do comes with a quiz and usually an assignment. And the most recent class that I finished, one of three, um, was 18 chapters long. And in each chapter had three little assignments, a quiz and um, a reflection activity. And four out of the five of those that I just listed were writing assignments. And inside each of them, they had like three questions that you had to write a paragraph or two about. So it took forever to get through. And I'm finally done with that class. And I had to make two presentations. So essentially, like copy and organize the book into a presentation. And I have to give it on the 30th. And so that is that is one class done. It was so much. I finished a paper um, on my most difficult challenge. Um, of course, it was about horses. But uh, I wrote that paper and turned it in the other day. And now I just have to finish reading both of the textbooks, which is super fun. Um, but, and then I have one more big paper that I have to write and then I'm done with school. I'm going to try and knock out all of the chapter work this week. I want to be done immediately. I'm so over it. Um, I, I'm like more burnt out than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> like this podcast coming late is a very good example of how burnt out I am. Um, but you know, I just, I want to be done with my classwork because it's, there's so much else that I want to work on and it's getting in the way and it's making me not like the classwork. Um, and I don't want it to be like that. So I'm hoping that I can get done with all of my classwork this week. And then next week I'll finish that paper, um, start and finish that paper. And then I'll have the rest of November off the rest of or all of December and the first half of January off because I'm currently in an animal emotions course, um, Musgrave Equestrian's Mastering Movement course. And, um, oh, there's one other. Oh, and then I'm starting a partnership with another brand that has a course. And then I think somebody else reached out to me about wanting to start their course and give a review on it. Um, so one is set in stone. The last one is, I haven't opened it yet because I saw it on my notifications on my phone. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have time. So I'm just going to wait till I do have time and then I'll open it and read it and respond, which is bad social skills. But you know what? We do what we can. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get through everything so that I can work on um, all of that material because I'm really interested in it and I want to do it. But every time I start on it, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I can't just like be in the moment. So um, since school is the, you know, the predominantly important one, I'm like, OK, I'm going to get this done and then I'm going to focus on everything else. Um, the only thing that has been an exception to that is working with Azula and Astro um, just getting them leading. I had to re-halter, um, start Azula and teach her about leading. And she did really, really well yesterday. So I'm confident about that because, um, Astro's nurse mare, Irish is going to be leaving soonish. I don't know. They said three weeks ago that they would be coming to pick her up in three weeks and they're not here. So we don't know when she's leaving for sure, but it's happening soon. And then, 
Azula's dam is going to fall out in March. So we kind of want to give her a little bit of a break (laughs) from, you know, trying to nurse Azula and grow a whole nother baby. So we're going to start. We've started the weaning process. And I'm sure if you've seen some of my videos on Instagram, you know that. Um, But yeah, so they're not drinking milk anymore. But we do have to separate them to turn them out because obviously Irish will be leaving and Lady will be staying, but growing her baby. And we're going to put Cleo in with uh, Lady. And, you know, when they have their babies, I don't know if they'll, they might go all go out together again. But um, Dixie and Dexter are so joined at the hip. We just decided, like, for now and inevitable or in, uh, What's that word? That word? It's im. Oh my god! It starts with an I. You know, and it's indeterminate. Oh my god! It's gonna drive me insane. I I can't think of it. Okay, but we don't we don't know how an indeterminate amount of time. You know, whenever we're going to wean Dexter, if we are, or if we're just gonna just let them do it themselves. Um. Because, I mean, he's just out there with Dixie. The only reason that we might is because he is such a big baby and he's pulling condition off of her. Um, You know, she's just she's getting a lot of food, but her ribs and top line don't look great. So that might be the only reason we do that, because he he's huge. And I haven't I saw him today or her tell him to kindly fork off when he tried to nurse. So. She's doing her job, and I think we're just going to let that happen naturally because it seems to be getting more frequent. But they they just they hang out together all day. They're always together, and I think it would wreck both of them to wean them at this juncture. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, hopefully at some point in the future, Dexter will get attached to somebody else that he can partner up with so that it's not just Dixie being his only person. And it's funny because Cleo, she sort of raised him and Astro because, you know, Astro lost his his mom, Ghosty. And so I don't know. I, she, she's always been like a second mother to both of them. And it's so cute. And I just I love that. And I'm hoping that will help, you know, if we do end up weaning him at some point, I mean, he'll, he'll probably be like, I mean, Azula's a yearling almost. She's two months, I think, yeah, she's two months away from being a yearling because December 4th, she'll be 11 months and then January 4th, she'll be a year old. So <laughs> she's almost a yearling and we're just now weaning her because there's just no point. Like, it's so bad for them to do it right off the bat. And I've got a planned episode with a bunch of research as to why I think that, but take my word for it at the moment or do your own research. But um, the abrupt weaning is really, really stressful on both parties. And also it's sad and awful to watch because everybody panics, everybody gets ulcers, everybody just, you know, can develop stereotypies and aggressive behaviors or fearful behaviors and it's just not setting the ponies up for success so we've been doing fence line weaning and gradually allowing them to spend more and more time at a greater distance apart and just kind of letting the babies roam around and keeping the mares in one place so hopefully you know everything will go well but um yeah that's one thing we've been doing and i haven't had a chance to work with fucking god okay see this is the thing we changed lexi's name to lyra but i keep trying to call her lyra and i can't it's not working so every time i see her i'm like hey lex and so i think that's just what i'm gonna have to call her but whatever so we're going back to lexi but her show name is lex or her jockey club name is lexidos so um i end up saying that a lot too but she's I haven't had any time to work with her. I've just been super busy with doctor's appointments or helping Sunny because, you know, she broke her hip. So I have to pick up a lot of the slack that that left. And so it's just, it's been nuts. And I'm ready for a break. You guys have no idea how excited I am to burn through my schoolwork and then um, finally be free. So excited because I've got all these courses that I want to do. And, you know, I'm trying to decide because 
I have enough money right now to sign up for Mustang Maddie's um, Horse Connection Academy, and I really want to, um, but my Walmart budget might shrink considerably (laughs) if I do that. Um, And also, I don't know that I have enough time to dedicate to it, but I'm pretty sure you have lifetime access to the whole course. But I would really like to take it because I think it would really get me um, motivated to train again because... I've just, I think it's because I've been so burnt out having so many things to do that when I'm home, like, I just want to sit and I'm not getting bored enough (laughs) that, and that's the thing about living at home, like on your horse farm is that it's not like, okay, I'm going to go to the barn today. And then you get dressed and you get in your car and you drive there and you're, you have a, you've done stuff to make it worth working with them. If that makes sense. Like you've done getting ready, driving, you have your allotted amount of time, and then you know you have to drive home. So you might as well do something while you're there. But when you live at your farm, it's a lot harder to convince yourself. And what ends up happening for me is I'm like, okay, yeah, in an hour, I'll go work with them. Okay, 30 minutes. Okay, wait, 10 more minutes. Let me finish this assignment, and then I'll go work with them. And then by that time, I'm tired, and I just want to sit and watch a show, or I'm starving, and I need to eat. Um, you know, it's just, it's a mess right now. And I just have kind of lost the the spark for it, which sucks because I'm so excited to get Zoe's top line rebuilt and her feeling good and her feet on track. And if riding is a part of that, then riding again would be great. I have so many things that I'd love to work on with her, you know, if she's good with it. I really want to start Lexi. I'm so fucking excited for that. Like, I have so many plans. And then, you know, I want to work with the babies. But I just I just don't feel like it. It's so weird. It's like, logically and goal-wise and, like, things I want to do, like, I really want to do them. But for some reason, I'm having a hard time making my body. And it, it's it's weird because... It's kind of what I experience when I'm depressed. Like, I have a lot of things I want to do, but I physically can't. But it do- it feels different this time. And it's either, you know, kind of a-, a transition into that. But I don't feel depressed, like, one bit at all. I feel really good. The only thing that's depressing is that I'm not working with my horses and I want to be. But I feel I think that's an indication that I'm burnt out, is that I'm not able to do the things that I really want to do mentally and physically and emotionally because I just am, like... I just want to sit and numb out, <laughs> you know, just watch a show and not do anything. And so I'm really excited to be done with school. That is the whole spiel. And then I'll have a couple months off and then I'll have more classwork. But hopefully things will not be so messy when next semester starts. Wally. Hi, baby. He says I'm singing. Um, but I'm hoping things won't be so busy because right now the problem is I have a lot of projects that are half finished or half started that I need to be done with. And once those are done and, you know, just kind of set on their own, like my merch is up and I like it, but I want to make some changes to it. So, and I didn't realize how difficult it is to like get your merch set up. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. So I want to, you know, um, I want to make sure that that's all squared away and that's something that I can't do while I'm doing anything else because I have to actually concentrate on it and it's difficult. Um, But yeah, so anyway, all of that to say that there is a lot going on and I'm really, really excited for next semester when I will be able to just do school and horses and hopefully, you know, maybe a few side classes (laughs) because I can't help it. Um, But that's where I can't decide if I want to... um, you know, switch to, oh my God, that's where I can't decide if I want to start Mustang Maddie's course yet or wait until her spring or summer session or something, because I just, I just, I feel like I have too much going on, but I really want to do it because I'm hoping that it would help, but I don't know. Because I know when I took Little Pistolani's course, um, it was called the Liberated Horse. I, I know she took it offline, but I still have access to it. <laughs> um, but she, um, like, it, it gave me so many ideas that I like had to go outside and do them right now, and that's the feeling that I really miss because I just 
I just felt so much and was like so good with everything and excited. And I just haven't been feeling that lately. And I don't know if it's overwhelmed or burnout, but something's something's going on. And I'm kind of just trying to focus on one thing at a time and getting them out of the way so that I don't have 8,000 things that I'm trying to do. Because that could also be something that's making working with the horses not so enjoyable is that I'm not really there when I am working with them. So, um, there's that. Um, there's something else I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know. I forgot what it was. Um, well, I guess there's the, the hoof clinic, which was really cool. Um, I learned a lot about that. I would love to repeat everything I learned and like do an entire episode on it. But at this point, it's really difficult. And I think we're probably just going to stick with having Alicia Harlov on at some point <laughs> whenever I can figure out a schedule. Um, because she'll be able to better articulate things than I can because I like I have a, an idea, but it's it's like I have to be reminded to make sure that I'm right, if that makes sense. You know, like, I don't know, like talking about things that might need to happen. Like I still want somebody to check my work before I do anything. And um, yeah, so I read the Pete Ramey book and it was really, really good. And I want to read his other one. Um but now I'm reading the Essential Hoof book, and I'm trying to get through it, but it's really heavy material. And I was trying to be done with it before I went to the clinic, but that didn't happen. And now I've kind of lost the motivation to keep reading it because I'm like, well, <laughs> I already did the thing, but I need to read it because I, I want to and I want that information. Please don't step on my keyboard. Um, but and the other thing that's been happening is... Um, one of the patrons, we had a, a call and I talked to them about some books and stuff because, you know, nothing ever ends up being about what we think it's going to be about. And we ended up talking about books and reading and she was talking about Audible and it convinced me to start it. And I started my, you know, free trial. I got my first book for free or whatever. And um, I read or listened to rather from Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And when I had Audible forever ago um i it was before it was like ridiculously expensive like you paid five dollars a month or something and you could just listen to one or like however many books you wanted to um which was fantastic and they should definitely go back to that not great for them business wise but it was fantastic for me and they probably get a lot more people doing it um <laughs> but anyway so i listened to her almost her whole series um i think it's the onyx obsidian oh it's the Lux series those are some of the other titles i listened to it and it was really good so when i got audible i was like what better way than to read from blood and ash by her her new series and so i started that and oh my god if you are not over an adult age don't read that it's dirty <laughs> but it made me really uncomfortable for the lady that's having to like narrate it because I was like, oh, you poor thing. How are you not giggling? <laughs> but um, anyway, it was really good and I enjoyed it. So then, uh, of course, I had to become the $15 a month member so that I can <laughs> read and listen to more books and keep going in the series. And I, I think that you know, it's really unfortunate because I love reading. I really, really do. And I have a book that I read every night before bed, but, um, you know, I can only get so far before I'm like, okay, you need to go to bed. And so when I'm driving or whatever, podcasts have kind of, you know, I go through phases where I prefer music or I prefer podcasts. And I've been kind of bored of both lately. So uh, having an audiobook was really, really, sorry, burp, caught me off guard. But it was really nice because now I can, like, listen to that. And then when I was feeding the horses, like, I listened to all 20 hours of <laughs> that book from, like, Thursday through yesterday is when I finished it. And yesterday was Monday. So I listened to 20 hours <laughs> in, like, four or five days. Um, so there's that. Um, but speaking of music, I really have been enjoying the song that I – it was so random because – I deleted TikTok forever ago, right? And um, <laughs> I just was like trying to look for something to listen to on Spotify while I worked. And I clicked on like random playlists and it was like, um, oh my God, uh, what's her name? Uh, Addison Ray. It was her, it was like Addison and her mom's favorite jams or something. <laughs> and one of the songs on there, like I didn't, I liked one song on that playlist and it was Unruly by Loner, like L-O-N-R period. 
And oh my God, like I really liked that song when I first heard it, but then I like didn't listen to it for a while. And like I'd listened to it a little bit here and there when it was on my playlist. And then um, just recently I've started listening to it. And like when I drove to my chiropractor this morning, I listened to it like three times in a row because it's so good. I don't know why. It's not talking about shit, but I just, I love the vibe of it. And I've also started watching that um, Explained show on Netflix. They have like the Mind Explained, Sex Explained, Explained. Like they have a series. Um, they're each different individual shows that have different episodes and stuff based on the topic. But their theme song is really good. <laughs> and I looked it up and I listened to that too because it doesn't have words or anything. It's just got a, a cool tune and I appreciated it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's some things that have been happening. I just finished Blacklist on Netflix. I had already watched up through like season five, but I had to restart because I forgot what happened. Um, perks of having ADHD. Every time a new season comes out, I have to rewatch the whole thing because I can't remember to save my life. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think that's a lot of what has been happening. Um, you know, my car has been having a lot of issues. This really fun thing happened where I pulled out of our driveway and my car just shut off, which was, was super exciting. I loved that. Um, I don't know that my key was started all the way. Um, but I don't think my car will start and shift if it's not correctly, you know, turned or in all the way. Um, but it's also been having computer issues, so that could be it. But I don't know, that was scary and I did not like it. But yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good summary of all the things I've got going on. Um, you know, just a lot of cat diarrhea, nasty cows, learning new things about ADHD, trying desperately to finish school so I can focus on horses. And God, I would kill to have time to make another Spotify playlist. Like I used to do it month to month. Like every single month I would make a new playlist. Well, initially when I was in high school, I would make a slow songs playlist and like a hype songs playlist per month. So I, I've always kept an archive. So since 2014, when I started using Spotify, um, every time I made a new playlist, I would put all of the songs from the old playlist in the whatever year it was, like 2015 archive. And so I would have all the songs from that year. Are we OCD and do we hoard? Both things, yes. It's mostly I hoard things that I think I'm going to forget. I don't hoard like sentimental, like physical, tangible things, but names of books and shows that I like. I have a list in my phone because I don't want to forget. <laughs> and the same with my Spotify. And so, you know, I don't know. I just always thought that was interesting. But I haven't made a new playlist in months because I just, I haven't had time. And I, I really want to because I want to explore more songs that, um, you know, because I feel like that's another thing that was always a big part of my life was having songs and music and being able to vibe and rock out and get excited about new songs and whatnot and not having that, I feel like something's missing. So, I mean, today I might take some time and, you know, go through my release radar and discover weekly and some Addison Ray's <laughs> playlists and see if I can find some, some new bops that I can jam out to. But anyway, I think I think that is about all I've got. Um, you know, a few parting words of wisdom, um, I guess, is make sure you're taking care of yourself and you're doing things that um, make you happy and not just doing out of obligation like I am, because I can tell you one thing is for sure. It does not make you happy and it makes everything suck. And then you can't actually pour yourself into the things that you love. Um, that was my song. Um, I'm going to look at some of the, the questions on my uh, Instagram actually really fast. Um, so that is always my thinking sound. Ooh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, I wanted to talk about YouTube. This is why I checked it. I thought it would remind me. Um, I, I am planning that over the break, I will be able to get more active on YouTube. I kind of want to do like a reaction to my old videos series and I also want to do something um, about feed and nutrition, some more working with the babies. And I kind of want to do like almost a mini documentary about Lexi um, 
I don't know how feasible that's going to be for me mentally, um, <laughs> but I would really love to document her journey and, you know, just us working together and my thought process and the things we go through, um, you know, and I think that might be a cool thing to throw on YouTube and just have it be like an hour or two long um, when we get to wherever we're going. I think it would be cool, but um, yeah, I also don't know if that would be a YouTube thing or not, but we would see. Uh, it's an idea that I have in the works, but Anyway, I think that is pretty much everything that I need to say about YouTube. I just, I really want to get back into it. A, because I'm broke as fuck and need money. <laughs> but B, because I, I miss being creative and enjoying things. Um, but a lot of these questions, like, it makes me sad because so many of them I have answered in, like, very recent episodes. And I'm like, A, I'm like, bro, go listen to all of my episodes. What the hell? How dare you suggest I talk about anything without listening to everything? I'm kidding. But <laughs> it I'm just like, mm, I already answered this. Um, and it makes me sad that the people don't the people don't know, you know. Oh, something just knocked on my door. That was frustrating. Um whew. Um The books on uh on your list of your website, which ones you recommend first? That's actually an interesting question. So um, if you guys don't know, I have my website, which is called jadequathery.com. Very easy to access. And then, you know, you can go to the education tab or the positive reinforcement tab, depending on what you're interested in. But on the positive reinforcement tab, you know, it's got like a little intro. But then there's like this first little box that says positive reinforcement 101. And if you click on that, it'll take you to the the steps that I recommend to learning more things. So, um, you know, it starts with like, read my glossary. So you know, all the terms and then pick a beginner book. And I have a little list of books that you, um, that I recommend for beginners, then some podcasts and some videos and just like getting you started. And, um, honestly, I need to work on it a little bit, but it is there. And my glossary is pretty extensive. And I've got like, Everything from academic articles, books, podcasts, online communities, online courses, training gear, training videos, um, and then three blog posts about the clicker, how to start, and if it's just a fad, which I guess is kind of, um, it's funny because when I wrote that piece, um, actually, when did I write that? Um, I know I wrote it in response to someone's blog. I don't remember whose it was. I wrote it May 18th, 2019. So it's almost been a year. Oh, uh, no, it has been a year. Jill, so bad at math. Um, but back then when I first started it, everyone was like, oh, it's just a fad, like everything else, like Liberty, it'll pass. And it hasn't. It's crazy because I think a lot of people started realizing it's based in research and science and like you indisputable evidence. And so it's becoming more like, I don't think anybody's looking at it like a fad anymore. And if they are, they're uneducated. <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean that they're uneducated if they don't use it. But nobody really that I know, I haven't seen anybody say, oh, it's just a fad. It'll pass um, in a long time. But then on the education tab, which is one of my favorites, um, you know, I'm I'm working on building it. But you can click on topics. And over time, I'm adding more and more pieces to it. But like I've got um, anatomy and biomechanics, aggression, behavior, buying horses. I haven't decided if I want to put things like aggression under behavior. Um, but I'm just thinking about things that people would want to know about. So I might not, I don't know. Um, but then there's hoof health, kissing spine, nutrition, stall versus turnout shivers from that last episode I did about it. Um, and you can just click on the picture and it'll take you to, um, all of the resources that I've found about it. Um, you know, some of them aren't ready yet and I'm just like adding pictures. It's all under construction. Like I said, I just haven't had time. And that's one of those projects that's half finished as of lately. Um, as of late, I mean. But um, I'm working on it. But mm. Mm -mm -mm. but yeah, I mean, another thing that I want to say, um, you know, kind of before I wrap up here, is if you guys have any topics that you really want me to discuss, to discuss um, you can shoot me an email or DM me on um, Equitheory on Instagram. And that way, like, if you have a specific training question you want me to answer, like, my horse does X, Y, and Z, and I've tried X, Y, and Z, I don't know what to do, help. 
That question goes over to Patreon, and I can only answer it because I've made a rule, and I'm trying to be fair to everyone. It's $5 a month. You can cancel it anytime you would like, you know. Um, so skip a cup of coffee a month, and you can afford it, and then you can cancel it. Um, but, and I mean, of course, if anything goes wrong, you can always send me an email, whatever. I'll check it and make sure we're all good. But um, with the topic suggestions, you guys can make them at any time. Like you can, I know somebody did and I've got it sitting in my DMs cause I want to get to it eventually. But, um, it just sent me like, Hey, you know, I know you've got the Patreon thing, but if you ever need a topic, would you mind talking about this at some point? And I was like, dope, cool. Uh, the problem is I, sometimes I'm not inspired to talk about certain things, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if you do that, then I'll put it on my list and then, you know, keep it in the rotation of something that I want to talk about. Um, I actually just finished up adding a lot of, you know, because I asked on Jet Equa Theory um, on my story what you guys wanted me to talk about, and I've added a lot of those. But, uh, you know, as I'm reading through them again, I'm having a, like, none of them I can really, like, answer right now because they would require, like, a full, like, talk about. Um, And I might at some point because I'm not opposed to answering people's questions. Um, You know, if I don't have anything else to talk about, it usually leads me into other things. So, you know, there is a chance that if you have a question, I can talk about it on the podcast. But, um, you know, a lot of people have been emailing me recently asking me questions, like training questions. And I'm like, I can't, I can't help you. And I don't know if it's because maybe the podcast is growing a little bit and they're listening to old episodes and then shooting me an email because in the old episodes, I used to say, you know, if you have a question, shoot me an email. Um, but I'm going to have to, have to curb that. But anyway, um, you know, if you do want to become a patron, you can stop at any time. I saw a few of my, my beloveds have left and just know that I hold no ill will toward you, but, um, you will be missed dear patrons. Um, but I also understand sometimes, especially the higher tiers, it can be really difficult (laughs) to keep up with that. Um, but yeah, I hope that, you know, even if you don't want any training advice or anything, if you would like to support, you can. Um, but yeah, I think that is going to be about it. Please, dear God, be sure if you are not listening to this on YouTube, that you go listen to it on YouTube um, the next time and subscribe, please. Because I think we have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 um, minutes or hours of watch time or something. I don't know. Pro- surely it's not 4,000 hours, but... Um, you know, I need, I need people to be, uh, engaging with the YouTube so that I can monetize it. And then after that, I'll quit bugging you guys to do that. But if you could just take a moment and go on your phone and subscribe to the Equitary podcast, that would be lovely until it hits a thousand subscribers and you can all unsubscribe. But I just, I need it, need it. Um, because I kind of hate putting it out there and not getting any monetization. And that's another thing I have to do. I have to work on getting sponsors for the podcast because, homegirl needs the moolah because when I left Anchor, I told myself I was going to, you know, get on this uh, Buzzsprout and get new sponsors that would actually pay. And that's not what has happened. So far, I have paid $36 per month for Buzzsprout (laughs) and have not successfully uh, made any money from it. And of course, it's not all about money. Obviously, I'm still doing it and I'm losing money doing it. But um, I really do love it. And I want it to be something that is sustainable. So those of you that support me on Patreon, thank you endlessly um, because it really helps me feel like I'm not just wasting my time. And I know I'm not, and I know a lot of people really enjoy it, um, but it is disheartening when you're just like pouring money into something that's not making an ROI, but maybe it is somewhere down the road. I don't know, but I hope I hope that you guys enjoy this kind of like little chat episode of me just going on about all the things happening in my life, a life update, if you will. But um, I don't know. I just, there's been a lot going on. And I think that's why it was really hard for me to pick a topic about horses this week, because I just, I really haven't been doing much with them. I've been working on leading with the babies, but that's, that's about it. I've just kind of been running around with my head cut off, like trying to get everything sorted and finished and just stress, stress, stress. And I haven't had any time to like be inspired or creative. So, um, I appreciate that a lot of you really just wanted me to talk about what's been going on in my mental health. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't think I'm depressed. I think I'm just getting burnt out and tired and need a a change of pace. 
And so that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pour myself into my schoolwork, get it wrapped up, knocked out, and um, be done with it so that I can focus on the things that I love and not have to be so stressed all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that you guys are able to do the same if you're struggling like I am. And, uh, you know, it'll be over soon. We're in this together. Okay. But anyway, thank you guys for listening and tolerating me having this episode up late. Um, you know, next Tuesday at eight, it will be here on time. I haven't missed an episode or uploaded late in a really long time. So this is bothering me. I broke my streak, but I will, we will restart next week. So thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, all of those places at Jet Equitheory and Equitheory, same way it's spelled here, except Twitter. I don't have Equitheory, the podcast, but, um, yeah, everywhere else you can find me there. You can shoot me an email at equitheory at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you are a brand or a sponsor listening and you would like to work out one of those things, you know, sponsoring, then shoot me an email the same and we can discuss some details. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I'm going to call it this week and go ahead and get this bad boy uploaded for you guys. And I'll, I'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. I don't know why we ended like that. I'm very sorry. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to end it. Okay, God. <laughs> <laughs>